Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, Jackson, I don't have time. I don't have time for whatever you're about to say. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Cardinals lineup out. We don't, That's why. We don't have time for me. And you know what I just realized? I, I, did, I wasn't following 101 ESPN on Twitter until, because Ryder said he, <laughs> he put the lineup on 101 ESPN. I go, can't find the damn thing. I'm like, oh, I don't follow. It shows how active I am on Twitter. Yeah. I follow more adult stars than I do the station I'm working on. Ryder likes to unfollow me with the 101 account all the time. <laughs> so I just go, maybe I ought to follow it 10 yeah. months into the show. Uh, the lineup is out. Let's get right into it here. Uh, it is our Swiss Air uh, heating and cooling uh, Cardinal playoff report. And we are, uh, for the most part, all Cardinals all the time here on Balloon Party today. Gabe DeArmond will join us uh, to talk Missouri, Florida at, a, at one point here in the show, presented by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. The roster is out. And I do think there are things to discuss here. It was literally moments ago. And you can check it out at 101 ESPN uh, on the Twitter tweets. Uh, no surprises here when it comes to the the pitching staff um i don't think anyway unless i'm i mean i literally am seeing this for the first time are you looking at it as well so i could use some corroboration yeah okay uh so flarity is on it uh wainwright is on it yeah wainwright is on it uh jordan montgomery is on it miles michael is on and jose quintana is on it so all five starters are on it so uh, when I was co-hosting with Anthony Stalter and Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse on the fast lane, Brad Thompson was a guest uh, from uh, Pittsburgh where he was going to be uh, doing color commentary with Dan McLaughlin uh, for Bally's. And he said uh, if, if Wainwright's not starting, he doesn't know if there's going to be a spot for him on the roster. But he is on the roster. Stephen Matz is on the roster as well, uh, rounding it out, as you might imagine, uh, Helsley is, of course, on there. I know he's dealing with the finger situation. That's something to keep an eye on if the Cardinals are bringing him in the uh, in a crucial situation or to close it out. Gallegos, Hicks is on there. Uh, Packy, Packy, Naughton, uh, Plante, and Zach Thompson. Twelve pitchers. Your catchers, obvious, Kisner, Molina. Uh, your infielders, Arnado, Donovan, Edmund, Goldschmidt, Gorman, Pujols by definition, and... Paul DeYoung. That probably will get people texting in. It's 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, Executive producer Mike Ryder and I were talking before the show, and he thinks that the lineup will be out while we are on the air here with Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. The moment we get it, uh, we will have it for you with the game starting here in now less than three hours. Oh, my God, do we have the lineup? We have the lineup? What? This is like Walter Cronkite. The Cardinal lineup is out. Uh, By the way, the, the five outfielders. No Burleson. 
How about that? Yeah, that's surprising. No O'Neill, no surprise. Carlson, Deluzio, Dickerson, Newt Bar, Yepes, the outfield. Here's what we got. Newt Bar leading off. Pujols hitting second. Wow. How about that? Love it. DH, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Donovan. Nice. Hitting fifth. Dylan Carlson, sixth. Center, Corey Dickerson, seventh in left. Yadier Molina catching. And Tommy Edmond, your shortstop, hitting ninth. There is the Cardinal lineup. Brendan Donovan at second. Edmond at short, so DeYoung will not be in the starting lineup. Thank you, Mike Ryder. You are indeed the best in the business. How about that? So there is the news. Literally, in a matter of seconds, you get the Cardinal roster. You get the Cardinal lineup. Jackson, your reaction. Well, I love Albert hitting second. Uh, get him at the top he, of the lineup. The way he's hitting, yeah. I absolutely love that. I love Donovan at five because if all those guys are getting on base, he's a guy who can drive them in. I love that play. And then, of course, Edmund at the bottom of the lineup gets started all over again. So that, like, nine through five is dangerous hitters. I do like – I have to tell you, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not results-oriented, obviously, since I don't know the results. But I like what they've done with the lineup today. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I do like it. A lot more confidence going into this game. I love Poole. Like, hitting him second opposed to hitting him fifth or sixth, I think, is really And it's really interesting sh- because he's got Goldschmidt hitting behind him. Love it. And they're going to try and get some people on base in front of him. Yeah. Uh, to hope, you know, that, that's been one of the causes and effects here with the Goldschmidt issue is that earlier in the season, not in April when he was off to a slow start, but when he was on a tear in May, June, July, and August, uh, he had runners on base in front of him. Pitchers had to pitch to him. So now, ideally, the Cardinals, by putting Pujols second uh, and Newt Bar at the top and then Donovan fifth, uh, will increase the probability of him having some better at bats. So I like the lineup. I really do like the lineup. Your thoughts on the lineup? Six five seven eight zero. Cardinals and Phillies getting underway here in a matter of hours. A beautiful day in St. Louis for Game 1 of the 2022 wild card series between the Cardinals and the Phillies. Jose Quintana on the mound for the Cardinals. Miles Michaelis will get the start tomorrow and TBD on Sunday. Jackson, your thoughts on the festivities? Take it any direction you would like, sir, including uniforms. Uh, of course. Well, first, it's going to be great. 101 is going to be carrying the game, so you can hear the game right here on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes, yes. Standing. Um, super excited. I love this weather for the game. Just like a, a crisp afternoon October game. I think it's perfect. Uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward. Now, if they were playing in Philadelphia, they'd be wearing Navy caps, right? That is correct. Yeah, but they're playing in St. Louis. Wow. Kind of kind of stings, honestly. That'd be great. So you would rather the Cardinals be on the road so you could see the Navy caps, which see, you are sporting right now yourself. I am. Uh, on one side of me, it says yes, but the other side says I want all these people who have Spend all their hard-earned money on tickets for all oh across the God, season. Oh, my God, you're playing the hard-earned. Wow, I'm trying to get some more you. credibility here. Um, no, but, you're just uh, kissing the ass of the audience. That's what you're doing. Right, which is a rare move for me, so I feel it's good every you're once changing, in a while. You're changing your tune for the postseason. I don't think it's going to work, but right. I do think that uh, I love the Cardinal lineup. Uh, I like the matchup in the first game. Wheeler is he's good. He's very good, but he's not Aaron Nola. So I think if they're getting this game today, that puts them in – such a driver's seat because then they got two games to if they can win two out one out of two they're moving on so i think today is a very important game let's get on their necks early let's not give up uh the cardinals fun fact for no and tell the only home team today playing in the wild card round that is not favored Ooh, really 
Yes. Wow. The Guardians, which get underway uh, in less than an hour uh, against the Rays, are minus 130 with Bieber on the mound against McClanahan. Uh, they're minus, oh, you know, literally just dropped. I move markets. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm the Gordon Gecko of midday radio. Minus 125. It was minus 130. It literally just moved. Uh, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the line. Uh, Cardinals are minus 110. Phillies are minus 110. So it's just even. Uh, the Blue Jays are minus 136. Um, Luis Castillo on the mound for the Mariners. And they are the underdog, plus 114. What you think about that? Yeah. By me saying I don't know what you think about that, you know what I think about that. Right, exactly. And the what a Jim Dandy tonight. God, this is I'm gonna, I might just be I might not be leaving my basement this weekend. Sounds like a great weekend. Uh, you got Scherzer away. against you, Darvish. Oh my God, that game is gonna be in Queens. It's gonna be nuts. Uh, the total for the game is six runs. On the Cardinals or the Mets? Game? On the Mets and Padres, and the Mets are minus one fifty. How does a Mariners-Padres parlay sound to you? Mariners-Cardinals-Padres parlay. Wow. Yeah, money line. Money line, yo. Yeah, we're not Money worried. line. We're not we don't play it. around. It's a bet. Lay it down. All right. If you want it, it's there. I like that. I like that. Yeah, this is... Uh, Go fan dueling. Go fan absolutely. dueling. This is a great weekend for baseball and, and maybe football parlay gambling. the Florida Gators. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to include it, but yeah. I got to be honest with the audience. It's honesty in media. You know, if you want somebody to play, you know, touch and tickle with you, it's not going to be me. I don't touch and tickle. Jackson touches and tickles. I do, he yeah. Does. Hit me up. <laughs> Send me I'll a touch DM. and tickle. So the Cardinals are uh, even with the Phillies on this one. Quintana Wheeler... Minus 110, the uh, over-under on the run total for this one, six and a half. I don't know what they're expecting in uh, Cleveland, but the total for the runs there, five and a half, and they're expecting some offense in Toronto, understandably so. With that Blue Jays lineup, uh, the total runs there, seven. So the table is set. I am anxious. Here's what I'm, outside of just the atmosphere, and I love playoff baseball, and I will probably be in my basement with a notebook, like charting crap. Yeah. It's not, I'm not like going, yeah, isn't that cool? I know what it is. It's Paul Pfeiffer. Oh. Do you catch that reference? Nah. Okay. I wonder what percentage of the audience catches a Wonder Years reference. Um, but I love getting into watching where, in today's case, Molina's glove is set up and if Quintana's hitting the target. Same with Wheeler and Real Muto how that whole thing is is going to look because you get an idea of who's on and who's off and you can early also outside well i mean hell you got to see goldschmidt hitting um but in addition to that who's taking good at bats yeah that's a part of the process in the playoffs uh because there's an interest in getting guys out and by that i mean getting pitchers out and making teams go into the bullpen and so what that leads me into is the thing that i the two things about this postseason that i can't wait to see the outlier is how deep the National League is. Anybody could win. I, I Anybody could win. I want to say I don't see the Phillies winning, but then they'll wind up winning if I say it. Five of six, I feel confident, could win the National League. With that said, two things. Number one, and you'll start seeing it here within the hour because the Guardians and Rays will be underway at 11.07 in St. Louis time. Number one, how quickly you will see managers get relievers up in a best of three. My wager for you, if anybody wants it, I don't think it's 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 bettable. Is you will see a reliever up in the second inning in one of the four games today. Ooh. 
Yeah, I can see that. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm all in. Now that means you got to sit there and watch all four of these things. But uh, that would be my wager. And secondarily, uh, how the time off for the Dodgers and Braves and the Astros and Yankees impacts those four teams when the LDSs roll around. Now, what I would like to have happen, minus the Braves, assuming the Cardinals win their series, is that they play well and that three of the four advance. And my reasoning is I want to see winning your division and being one of the top two teams in each one of your leagues is an actual reward. What I'm intrigued to see is if it actually penalizes those teams because the days off, while they sound good, slow uh, the momentum of the grind of the season. And it takes those teams a little while to get back up and running. And they may fall behind in series when, if they were playing today, that may not be the case. Even though they get to set their rotations. That's what I'm anxious to see. I want it to work out for them, minus the Braves. But I'm anxious to see because, as we've cited, we have had uh, some playoff series here, both in the Stanley Cup playoffs and baseball, where teams get time off and it winds up burning them. Uh, so, your thoughts on the Cardinal lineup, 65780. Uh, and we will take your text throughout, uh, your predictions for the series, your pick to click outside of the three obvious, the two, three, four hitters today. Pools hitting second, Goldschmidt hitting third, and Arenado hitting fourth. Who would you go with a pick to click beyond those three? Uh, send in your text 65780. It is playoff baseball in St. Louis, and the Cardinals and Phillies can be heard right here on 101 ESPN. Uh, coming up, uh, the Colonel Gabe DeArmond on Missouri and Florida and our conversation on the playoffs. Cardinal baseball against the Philadelphia Phillies just two and a half hours away. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to talk Tigers football with Gabe DeArmond on PowerMizzou.com. Brought to you by James Carlton State Farm. James Carlton will donate $20 to the Mizzou NIL Collective for every quote they give you when you say 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Blue Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you. Top of the hour. Lots of Cardinal playoff discussion. We did it all in the first segment. We got more coming up in the next segment. In this segment, it is our pleasure to talk Missouri football. Missouri and the Florida Gators tomorrow at the Swamp with Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com presented by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He is my insurance agent. 314-961-4800 or go online at CarltonInsurance.net. Good morning, Colonel. What's going on, Tim? How are you? I am wonderful. Are you headed to the swamp? I am not. Um, we have somebody heading there. It just isn't me. Mr. Hamilton? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's he's going down today. Uh, Gainesville is by far the worst trip in the SEC from here. It's uh, it, it's really not easy at all. So, I, I've, driv- I've driven down there a couple of times. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, it's, it's on it's on my way to Jupiter, and when I get okay. there, I feel like I'm almost I'm almost home, and so that's, that's and I stop and I look at the swamp and I think, wow, this this would be a hell of a place to see a game. I've never seen a game. Have you seen Have you seen Missouri play there yet? I'm sure you have. Yeah, I've been there two or three times. It's it's interesting because you know since Missouri joined the league, Florida's been down a little bit, and. Most of the, I feel like most of the games that have been played there have been noon kickoffs, and 
It's just not – Tennessee's the same way. It, it seems like a place that would be great to see a game if that fan base was fully energized and into their team. That just hasn't been the case. With, like, I'd like to see a big game down there. But right. the games that Missouri's played down there have largely been daytime, crowd kind of filters in as they go. There's 20,000 empty seats, and it's just not it, – it's not that kind of atmosphere. So, I, you know, I, I'm sure that – it can be a great place to see a game. It just hasn't been what I've been there. Sure. No, I understand that. Well, this one uh, probably won't uh, have the greatest of atmospheres <laughs> right. either. I know they're not real high on what they have going on at the moment in Florida, and Missouri isn't exactly a headline attraction, despite captivating the country last night for a few hours, last week for a few hours. Now, this is this to me is the key on the conversation for this game, and you may disagree, but I want to get your perspective on Dominic Lovett's health and where he stands, uh, not just for, for the, this week uh, and anything you have new on that, and then also how Missouri may handle him next week, because right now he strikes me as uh, not only the best, but one of the only weapons on the Missouri offense. Yeah, he is the passing game at this point. He was listed, I think, as questionable on the injury report last night. I think he'll play. Um, now, will he be 100%? Will he be everything he has been? I don't know. But even if he's 80% and just serves as, hey, you've got to respect that this guy's out here, maybe that helps free up Burden or, uh, you know, Toski Dove or somebody else. I, I think we'll see him out there because I, I think – Missouri knows how big this game is. Um, and, and so him and Chris Abrams drain on the defensive side, I don't really know uh, uh, his situation, whether he's going to play or not. But those are two of Missouri's top three overall players, in my opinion. And so, yeah, that's a, a huge difference, uh, whether you have neither, either, or both of them. I want to get your perspective on this, because you were covering the team when – um, Missouri, and if, I, if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I'm virtually certain you were covering the team when Missouri nearly beat Vince Young in Texas nearly two decades ago at this point. Where You were covering the team then, right? Yeah. Okay. Would, that, would that have been 2004, maybe? 2004, I believe, is when it was. Okay. And that's when Gary Pinkle yeah. kind of uh, famously yeah. said there are no moral victories. Um, and so I, I wanted to compare and contrast, because you've now covered both head coaches and both rosters, after they nearly pulled off uh, an upset. I think the, I think the Missouri-Georgia one was closer to being um, pulled off than, than the Texas one, but they just kept it close with Vince Young and the Texas Longhorns. So um, compare and contrast Gary Pinkle's reaction to that and Eli Drinkwitz, and then compare and contrast, if you can recall, the roster's reaction to to it if you could i'm this this is more out of curiosity and then how things played out going forward we know the history of the 2014 but i'm curious uh what that was and then uh, what you saw this week gabe yeah i you know that that 2004 game honestly doesn't really stick out to me as as i remember a whole bunch of things about it i mean i i'll trust you that texas was number one in the country then i don't didn't really remember that. I didn't that. say that. I just know that the, I know that's oh, okay. the one their Pinkle said there are no moral victories. Whatever right. game it was, 04, 05, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the 02 Oklahoma game, you know, was the one where uh, Brad Smith almost beat number one or number two Oklahoma all by himself. And, and that one was, was maybe kind of similar to this Georgia game. Um, and then 2010, obviously, they beat number one Oklahoma. And, and then proceeded to lose the next weekend in Lubbock and lose the following weekend in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
to to not even end up making the Big 12 title game. And that is kind of where you look at just the emotional toll that it takes on a team to get up for the number one team in the country and pour everything into it and play with them toe-to-toe. Now, in 2010, Missouri did that and pulled it off and couldn't come back the next week and match that effort. Yeah, against Nebraska, right? Yeah, my thought about this this week is, okay, you poured everything into winning this SEC road game at Auburn and just absolutely got your guts pulled out. And then you somehow managed to get it back together and put everything you have into, you know, hanging with the best team in the country for 55 minutes, and that didn't pay off. And so are you capable of doing it again? You know, can you can you pull yourself back together and – It's not going to take the same effort to beat Florida that it would have taken to beat Georgia, but it is going to take a good representative effort. And can Missouri do that a third week in a row, or are we going to see a little bit of wind out of the sails and and maybe a a little bit of a play down to the competition and, and flatter team than we've seen? Uh, Colonel, uh, I know you like to, uh, well, maybe you don't like to, but you do uh, give predictions. <laughs> and I know you have the prediction yeah. contest on Power Mizzou. What are your expectations tomorrow in Gainesville? I mean, nothing will really surprise me because I don't think Florida, I don't think we know what either one of these teams is. I mean, I think we saw close to Florida ceiling and beating Utah in week one when Anthony Richardson's, you know, at least initials were carved on the Heisman Trophy, if not his full name. Uh, and, and they haven't really matched that since, and they could easily be one and four. Missouri, I think we saw their ceiling last week or close to it, but they're, they're still sitting two and three. I just I, I can't get past the idea that, that I have a hard time seeing this Missouri team getting up emotionally for a third straight week. I, I just think we see something a little bit less than we saw last week, and it's enough for Florida to win by about a touchdown. All right. The Colonel's taking Missouri in the points, but Florida on the money line, Jackson. I, I am a stellar one and four. A robust. So you should definitely, uh, definitely take my advice. I had Missouri money line last week, Colonel. I, I did take Missouri yeah. in the money line. How'd that work out? Well, no <laughs> one. How are the sports? How are the sports going? Good, huh? <laughs> yes, they were great. Yep, and I could yep. never find a spot to hedge the bet. So yes, you're exactly right. It went subpar. It went subpar. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Diarbin, you can read him and uh, his coverage of Missouri football at PowerMizzou.com. Brought to you every week here on 101 ESPN by James Carlton, Colonel. We appreciate it. Enjoy the festivities this weekend. All right, thanks, guys. There he is, Gabe Yarman of Power Mizzou, brought to you by James Carlton. We will close out the first half of Balloon Party right here. Come back with more Cardinal discussion. The lineup is out. We'll revisit that. Talk about your picks to click for who will help the Cardinals in the series beyond the three obvious, the two, three, four hitters today. Pujols hitting second, for those of you just joining us. Paul Goldschmidt hitting third. And Nolan Arenado hitting in the cleanup spot. Jose Quintana on the mound. That's coming up next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Welcome back. 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan with you to the top of the hour uh, on this Friday edition Cardinal Playoff Baseball, which you can hear right here on 101 ESPN. First pitch, 107. Uh, we have a Little Piddles six-shooter surrounding the Cardinal series this weekend with the Phillies. Albert Pujols over under .5 home runs this weekend. Piddles. Over. Wow. Hammer it. Telling you, we're getting some people texting in at six five seven eight zero that don't like him hitting in the second spot. I don't. I don't clogging see up the base paths. So, but that also Arnado not getting any pitches to hit. I understand that, but okay. later in the game, it's open for pinch running opportunities, which could be optimal. I mean, it takes it takes that bat out of the lineup. But if it's the eighth inning and you gotta get speed on the on the base paths, you have that option. I will take the over as well, and I know that might sound like a hometown thing, but that's I, I, he's just hitting the ball so. Numbers would tell you well. that, that it's it's likely. Uh, Cardinals win the series. The number is minus 120. Now, the game is minus 110 uh, today, but the series is minus 120. So the Cardinals are the favorites in the series. Cardinals win the series, minus 120. Jackson, go. Absolutely. In three games on Sunday, they'll be moving on to the NLDS. I'll take the Cardinals in three games as well. Beautiful. I, I do have... I, I just, I think I could see two as well. I know that might sound... Right. Noah is what scares me on Saturday night. But uh, then you have Michaelis throwing, too. That's right. Uh, will Ryan Helsley pitch effectively? So effectively is in the eye of the beholder. Your question. Right. Yeah. I'm mad at you myself. You are the beholder. <laughs> I am Will Piddles. Uh, <laughs> I would say that he will. I, I think as much as I'm a little concerned, and especially tomorrow night, I'm probably a little more concerned with the weather and it's going to be tougher to grip the ball already. And then you It got will the... be 43 degrees in yeah. the forecast right now at 10 o'clock tomorrow, yeah. and that game will still be going at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Right. Um, so 43 degrees. With a jam finger, combine that with the cold weather, I'm more confident in him today, this afternoon, than I am tomorrow night. Uh, I will say he will pitch effectively. Uh, Paul DeYoung at bats over under two and a half. I guess this is in for the weekend. This is for, for the weekend. weekend. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will say the optimist in me hopes under. So I'm going to say under two and a half at bats. I don't see a situation. I mean, pinch hit once or twice. I don't see him getting over two and a half. I will take the under on that as well because yeah. I think he is in the defensive replacement mode. Yeah. I think it's going to be right around that two number. Right, but I think uh, if you got to go two and a half, and I got actually, I always put myself. I'm going to bet money. Got to bet money. I will take the under on it. Uh, and two non-cardinal related questions here in the Lil Piddles six shooter. Will Missouri cover? At the time you sent this, it was plus ten. It's now moved up to eleven. Jackson, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say I think. Do the- you ever do anything that's against a hometown team? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think I've picked against the Blues before. I picked. Well, yeah, but you don't view them as a hometown franchise. You didn't know they existed until we started this show. I picked Georgia last week. Yeah, I'll take against. But I think I like I like them making a little road move to this. They've played well in the swamp the past couple of years. I will take. Uh, are you interested in a little wager? We pushed last week on yeah, the we Bills did. and we the did. Ravens. Yeah, we pushed. Uh, yeah. I actually, I don't want to do it because I don't want to be cheering. Not that I might. The twenty dollar bet would cost me. To, <laughs> but I want Missouri to win, so I don't want to. I never put them in the. Yeah. Well, I try not to put them in a. So. But here's my honest answer. I don't think they cover tomorrow. Okay. That's my honest answer. Yeah, I can see that not happening. I mean, uh, it's going to be... I just, I just don't know how they score points. Uh, you're telling me. That's 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 what it gets down to. Right. You know, unless they snap the ball over, you know... That's uh, what I'm hoping for. I was praying for that in the Georgia game. Well, it happened, right? I mean, didn't... Well, yeah, uh, there was a... a Stetson Bennett have to, like, tackle. Yeah, boy, that was an a easy huge play. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right, and uh, favorite bet... For the weekend, NFL 
or college. You get to make any play you want for the weekend, NFL or college. What are you going with? And I'll extend that to Major League Baseball as well. Oh, wow. We can change the rules on the fly. Yeah, well, I am piddles. Uh, For me, it is New England minus three and a half against Detroit. Mine is Tennessee minus two and a half at LSU. Wow. In Death Valley, 11 a.m. kick. 11 a.m. kick. Yeah. Big difference in Death Valley. I mean, the volunteers are legit. Yeah. They can score a lot of points. Uh, So I'm going Tennessee minus two and a half at Death Valley, but it is an 11 o'clock kickoff. And we were discussing on TMA why these kickoffs are so weird for the SEC this weekend, and it's because everything is built up around Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. That matchup has lost its luster with Texas A&M struggles. Alabama now a 24-point favorite in a game that I'm sure uh, CBS had circled once they started trading insults this past offseason. Yeah. But now with Texas A&M 3-2 and two in this game at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, it is a 7 o'clock start on CBS, but it is not uh, near what was expected when the season started since A&M has lost to uh, Appalachian State and Mississippi State. So this game has lost its luster, but there are a lot of um, games early on in the SEC, not your typical. I mean, it's Kentucky and South Carolina that's a night game and yep. Alabama and A&M. Yeah. And you go, why is Tennessee LSU an 11 o'clock start? But I don't think they wanted to waste it and go up against the A&M and Alabama game, right. I guess. And that's because ESPN is going to be carrying... Major League Baseball. That's right. And the Cardinals, and you will see playoff games throughout the course of the weekend, and you will be able to listen to them right here on 101 ESPN. All right, Action Jackson poses this question. What do you think is the reasoning behind starting Quintana in Game 1 today, given the matchup with the two biggest hitters in the lineup being lefties? Do you think Quintana is pitching so well that the confidence supersedes the matchup? Is this a move that could draw criticism if things go poorly? Well, I can handle the first one for you last. If the Cardinals lose, then things that people are not necessarily complaining about right now will be complained about. And that is not unique to Cardinal fans. That is just sports fans. And that is human nature. And I cannot sit here and chastise people for something that I do and also something that is just natural. It's just the way that it works. Now, if you right now are saying, I am really concerned about this game because take your pick, whether you don't like the lineup. We talked about how uh, the Cardinals have got Pujols hitting second today with Goldschmidt hitting third, Arenado hitting fourth, and Donovan hitting fifth. Uh, Edmund is hitting ninth, so you're going to do the old wraparound Love there. Um, and Newt Bar leading off. Yep. If you don't like that, and some people have been texting and they don't like Pujols hitting second, then I tip my cap. Then you have the juice if the Cardinals run run into some problems because take your pick of whatever reason it doesn't work out. Um, or if you were, are saying right now in advance, I wish Michaelis was starting. I wish Montgomery was starting. I wish Flaherty was starting. Yeah. And those who may say I wish Wainwright were starting, all right. But a lot of it is naturally. It's human nature, results-oriented. What I am saying about the Cardinals in advance of the postseason is I am concerned about the offense, but I don't necessarily think that's people going, oh, hold on a second. Did you hear? Of course, how, how can you not observe it and go, boy, that is, who would have thought back in March or before the season started in April that the Cardinals would be in the playoffs? And if you would have been told Albert Pujols was hitting second, and the outfield would be <laughs> Lars Newtbar, Corey Dickerson, and Dylan Carlson, you would assume they were playing like a company softball team at <laughs> Wilmore Park because they didn't get into the playoffs. Right. But instead, this is the lineup for the Cardinals in the playoffs. And I know, I, I bet a lot of people wouldn't have said, I'm not surprised Paul DeYoung's not playing. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That people saw that one coming. Right. But uh, this is this is what you got, and that is super surprising, which to me indicates when the time comes, and I hope it's not for a month plus, and I hope it ends with the Cardinals celebrating with Aaron Judge staring blankly out onto the field mm, as the Cardinals defeat the New York Yankees at Bush Stadium, uh, and I guess that would have to happen in five games. Yeah. Uh, that the uh, the discussion will then turn to, oh my goodness, who's going to play catcher? Oh my goodness, who's going to play shortstop? Oh my goodness, who's going to play the outfield? Because there are some big questions. And oh my goodness, is what's the rotation going to look like? But for the time being, at this moment, we're still on the high. Those questions can start up in about five hours yeah, if the Cardinals real. lose. It's for the real. way it's the way that it works. I don't think I don't think you have such an obvious answer in the rotation that I go, oh, I can't believe they're starting Katana. Agreed. I'll tell you this, when the Cardinals acquired a Katana, if you would have told me he was starting game one, I would have never believed that. You would have thought that someone got injured. I something. would have thought that Adam Wainwright would have been actually right. at the time or Michaelis. Yeah. And now Wainwright wasn't even in the discussion. Now he is on the roster. We gave the roster at the top of the show. He is on the roster. Um, but it is Quintana and Michaelis out of the gate. Uh, if the Cardinals were to lose this weekend, who do you think will shoulder the blame? Do you think revisionist history will occur and people will complain about not getting offense at the deadline? Furthermore, do you think anything that happens this weekend will alter the Cardinals' plans heading into next season? Finally, what issue do you think will be of ho- the highest importance, shortstop, catcher, outfield production, Overall, if this weekend goes poorly, do you think the mood will be panic or excitement for the future? Well, let me handle the last one first again. You always kind of you kind of leave me with like a two-foot putt to knock in at the end. And I don't know if that's by design, but I tip my cap because it helps me. Yeah, it's, it really I, I know it helps you, so I do it. Uh, well, there's automatic. If, if you lose, there isn't excitement for the future. Sure. There, now, if you are, I don't even know who would be in the playoffs and people are just like, maybe the Mariners, for example. I don't know, or people, yeah, there might they, be excitement for the future because yeah, they weren't so. necessarily expecting to be in this spot, especially with the Astros in that division. And like, okay, well, we got something going. Here, it's going to be, it's going to be at an all-time high panic. Yeah, because there will be the reality that the chapter is over, at the very least with Pujols and Molina. Uh, I certainly think it's at best, depending on your perspective, if you consider it best or worst, but I think it's at best 50-50 Adam Wainwright's back next year. Um, And you have a lot of question marks. And you'll also say, wow, Paul Goldschmidt, you know, he's not a young man baseball-wise anymore. Uh, What's Nolan Arnato going to do? That question will pop up, even though I personally am not concerned. You'll have that. So yes, this will be this will be intense panic relative to other cardinal postseason ending losses. Right. In my opinion, now we'll see if it plays out. Ideally, they win the World Series, but uh because this is this is this would have been similar to for example if the Cardinals would have lost to the Phillies in the first round in 2011. Right. Because you would have had all of these questions to answer and as it turns out Tony LaRusso was retiring. So we'd have had the manager question, the pitching coach question, and the Albert Pujols question all out there. And that is a big moment. But because they won the World Series, it softened the blow of LaRusso retiring and of Pujols leaving. In this case, if it doesn't work out with a World Series, 
you will immediately go look at this. There are a lot of questions to answer, and that is just the nature of the beast. I will tend to the first couple of questions regarding uh, the upcoming weekend. On the other side of the break, we will continue our cardinal discussion. You are welcome to partake. 65780 is how you can text in. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Final segment of Balloon Party for the week, and then it's Cardinal Baseball at 1 o'clock here on 101 ESPN. Game 1 of the Wild Card Series. Cardinals in Philly is a beautiful day in St. Louis. Anytime there's playoff baseball, it's a beautiful day in St. Louis. Uh, Action Jackson posing the question, and I will tend to them here in the final segment. If the Cardinals were to lose this weekend, who do you think will shoulder the blame? Do you think revisionist history will occur and people will complain about not getting offense at the deadline? Uh, yes, I uh, do, and I think that is, again, natural, so I don't think it is right for someone in my position to chastise, because I just think that's a natural reaction. Maybe it will be people who are saying they need pitching, they need pitching, they need pitching. The thing is, if you want to win a World Series, they needed pitching and offense, and that's the reality of the situation, especially when they were able to get the pitching they got without really trading prospects of great value. So uh, I, I think what wound up happening, if we can take ourselves back for about 30 seconds to the trade deadline, if you can recall, so much attention, and understandably so, considering the talent of Juan Soto, that became focused on Juan Soto, but it wasn't Juan Soto or no offensive player. And it also wasn't get pitching or get offense. You can do both. The Cardinals needed both. And I'm hopeful that someone emerges. A lot of people have texted in Nolan Gorman. Is their pick to click beyond um, the Pujols, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Triumvirate, Tommy Edmonds, certainly a, uh, a likely play. Yeah. Uh, Alec Burleson, not on the postseason roster. Yeah. Uh, we were talking with Dan McLaughlin yesterday. He thought he might be somebody that uh, could wind up uh, you know, if you're just looking for somebody to grab out of thin air, and he thought that might be the play. Dan was right on target with what the rotation would be. Yeah, nailed uh, he nailed that. Quintana, Michaelis, and then he uh, said, uh, we'll see on, on Sunday, but my guess is it'll be a mishmash, and that's yeah. probably what it would be uh, if there is indeed a Game 3. But yeah, the, the, there's there's question marks surrounding the, the core in the middle of the order. And I would imagine it's fair to say more so than any other team in the playoffs. I think it's fair to say more so than any other team in the National League. I just don't know how well I know the Mariners line up up and down and the yeah. Guardians line up up and down and the Rays line up up and down to speak to that. Um, but listen, you know, if you have two of the top five players in the MVP race, and they do in the National League, and if they get it going, then things are going to work out. Right. And the, the issue is they just haven't been getting it going. You know who also hasn't been getting it going? Bryce Harper. Right. Now, he's got the name and he's got the cachet, but he also has been hitting a buck 96 since he came back. And I think that's since September 1st-ish. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, you're going to see him come up to the plate and go, man, it's Bryce Harper. Well, over the last month and change, he hasn't been the guy you think of when you think of Bryce Harper. The guy in, in Philadelphia who has been doing the raking is JT Realmuto, actually. That's the guy who really was having a strong finish to the season. Uh, and he can run, too. For a guy who plays catcher slash first, right. uh, he is a guy who, uh, 20 home run, 20 stolen base guy, that is 
super, super rare. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, that's, that's super rare. So that is something to keep an eye on, uh, how the Phillies want to uh, attempt to challenge Jose Quintana and Yadier Molina. Um, today, I am looking for how the Cardinals handle Wheeler, if they are going to try to drag out the at-bats and get into that Philadelphia bullpen, uh, which is not necessarily a strength. If the Cardinals are able to continue the momentum Quintana has had into September and how he handles his first, ideally, we get to see two times through the order and how Ali Marmol handles that. And then I'm also anxious just in general today, Jackson, to see how managers across baseball in this wild card best of three with urgency starting in 10 minutes for the Guardians and Rays and in two hours and 10 minutes for the Cardinals and Phillies how they handle a pitcher who might be just off a little bit. Right. I'm not even talking about, you know, getting raked over. I'm talking about, God, it's 2 nothing, and he's already thrown 24 pitches here in the first inning, and all of a sudden they cut to the bullpen and you see a guy up. And I think that's what you're going to see, because I think what we're going to see is baseball managed and played unlike anything we have seen in a series uh, in a one-game playoff, understandable. But I'm talking about a series. It's essentially three game sevens. That's right. what I think you're going right. to see. And I think that's why Adam Wainwright is on the roster. Yeah. Because you just got to be ready to go. And it's like, okay, we need to get Flaherty in there. Well, then that means Flaherty isn't available tomorrow and Sunday. Well, now we got Wainwright. So that is why I would imagine uh, you have that situation set up on the roster as they do. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm anxious also to see if I enjoy the style of baseball with, with it being a bit different than a best of seven when you're like, man, they, they are really working. Take your pick of whatever starter, and they're going to tire out the bullpen here in game one. Well, yeah, it, it matters, but it is, it's taking guys out of the picture for game two and possibly game three if they throw a bunch of pitches. It's just not something that we've really ever seen with a best of three. So there will be a change. And it starts here in two hours and eight minutes on 101 ESPN. Cardinals and Phillies can't wait. Looking forward to it and looking forward to talking it over with you on Monday. Time for us to shut it down. Action Jackson. Four. Been a pleasure. Okay, I didn't know if we. I felt like we might have some business to tend to, and you were kind of looking like we had a business to tend to that I didn't tend to. No, no, all good. All right. God bless America. BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 120 Speed. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.